Hey everyone, good morning. This is Charity Gibson coming at you with another new episode of the Badass Women of Promo Podcast. You notice we have been gone for a little bit. If you watched our Instagram stories a couple of weeks ago, you learned the reason for that. We're going to talk a little bit more about that in the upcoming um, episodes and upcoming months. Um, before we do that, however, we do have an episode today, and you're also going to have one every week to make up for the four weeks that we were gone. So hope you enjoy the next couple of weeks listening and catching up with the Badass Women of Promo podcast. Today, I'm so super stoked. We have uh, one of the raddest, most amazing people in our industry, the one and only Brittany David, uh, VP of Sales from Snugs. Welcome. Brittany, how are you? I am awesome. How are you doing, Charity? Living the dream. <laughs> I swear I'm going to come up with a better answer for that one of these days. Not a bad thing to be living your dream. Not a bad thing. How about you? How are things? I know you're busy, busy. You're done traveling busy? yet? No, <laughs> busy, but great. You know, have a lot of energy actually going into the end of the year, but excited that it's kind of winding down and um, ready to take on the next big thing. So things are good. Things are good. That's good to hear. So um, tell us a little bit, because I know a little bit about your story. And I think now that you're obviously on the board with PPAI, we're learning a little bit more about you. We see your amazing fashion sense and your great hair and your fun energy and <laughs> all of your cool business ideas. We see you wearing the fanny pack and just, uh, you know, rocking the, the, you know, style and the cool kids funness over there at Snugs. But I'm just curious, how did you get into promo. Can you like share your promo story and how you got um, into promo and then also how you got where you are with Snugs? Yeah, sure. So I feel like a lot of the people in promo were either birthed into it and came into it by family or ended up on kind of random collisions. And that's kind of the route I went. I, I started off in DSL engineering for Verizon and found out that ones and zeros was pretty boring <laughs> and not for me. So I ended up going into the hospitality industry and I was working on events at the Gaylord Texan and the Anatole. The Anatole is where the PPAI Expo used to be years and years ago, not while I was there. And then um, the Gaylord is actually where the Sage show was, um, and through a bunch of random connections, I had left the Gaylord, went to the Anatole, and a boss at the Gaylord uh, was friends with David Natinsky, and they were looking for someone to do events, and, you know, it was kind of weird. I went, I wasn't unhappy, but I went and interviewed for a job because I was told it might be a great opportunity for me, um, and took a job at a place that if the industry doesn't make sense, you know, 15 years ago, trying to talk about what was kind of a Google of promotional <laughs> products for this industry that was unknown uh, and took a leap of faith. It was, seemed like a great culture and great people. And so I worked there for five years. I did everything from event planning to helping with regionals, did a little bit with the marketing and sales teams. And again, I wasn't unhappy. Uh, Sage was and is a great company, um, but made some friends over at Snugs and saw an opportunity and took a chance and left a really safe, great place from Dallas at Sage and went to work at Snug. So I started as the national accounts manager and transitioned into the national sales manager. And my boss at the time, who still works with Snugs and is an amazing friend, Sidra, she was the VP of sales and she stepped down from the position. She wanted to start a family and had some life changes and wanted to find some balance. So we kind of flip-flop positions. Um, which has worked out really well for both of us, uh, getting that 
opportunity and that's where I am now still working you know living the dream as you would say over at Snugs. That's so cool so there's a whole lot of power in just being curious it sounds like and then when the opportunity arises taking a chance on just saying yes and trying it out and see what happens. I love there's a, this cool theme that you kind of just from job to job like hey it doesn't matter you know you can be happy and still check something out and see if it's the right fit for you. And so I think that's cool that it's taken you where it has. Um, so the VP of sales for Snugs, and now you've spent the last year, right, as the um, on the board of directors for PPAI? Yeah, the last four years. This year I've gotten to serve as chair of the board, which has been board, yeah. pretty incredible. Yeah. That's super fun. So I, really, I didn't realize it had been four years already. Where does time go? <laughs> like, I don't even know. <laughs> like, wait a minute. I know uh, prior to coming on the call, we were talking about putting up Christmas decorations and things like that. And like, yeah, the calm before the storm, before we go back to Expo. How is it already time for Expo already? So uh, crazy. Um, being that we kind of talked about that whole thing. So uh, VP of Snugs on the board, the chairman of the board, um, all of that equates to a lot of hard work and a little bit more hard work. And then also, um, obviously a lot of travel too. You're always on the go. How do you manage, um, just everything? I mean, the, the board life and the being on the supplier company and trade shows and events and speaking and, um, still looking fabulous. Like <laughs> what's your, <laughs> what's your recipe for success over here? I don't know. You know, I think you just kind of figure it out and do the best you can and accept that you're only human. You know, it's always about prioritizing. I mean, snugs is the job I get paid to do. And so I think it's really important to never lose sight of that. And then you figure the rest out, you know, uh, whether it's a blessing or a curse, I am single with no kids. So I don't have those kinds of obligations. So it's really about prioritizing myself which it can be a little bit selfish, but a little bit easier to navigate some of those things. So you have to find a balance. I mean, health, how you feel, finding time for what feeds your soul and escaping just work and volunteering, because while both of those are rewarding and it what gives you a lifestyle, I think you have to figure out how to make time for things that kind of fuel your heart, whether it's travel or Something I've been getting into over the past year plus has been yoga, and I know it sounds so silly when people talk about mind and balance, but I feel like yoga has been the secret sauce kind of to my personal life because it's a chance for me to go and escape and make time for myself, and it is absolutely incredible what kind of breathing and taking care of yourself and uh working on that, how it translates to being a calmer person and a lot easier for me to navigate through challenges. And I think always looking ahead and being more proactive than reactive, right? You're talking about how we were just mm -hmm. talking about the holidays. I mean, I went and did all of my stocking stuffers this weekend and my family's talking about menus for Christmas and it's not even Thanksgiving yet, but the more ahead of the game you can be, I think the last minute stuff always happens. So you can take care of that and really kind of live in the moment as much as you can. And the other thing, I guess, is having an amazing team uh, to support you, whether that's here at Snugs. I'm super fortunate and super blessed to have a lot of support and a lot of rock stars that can kind of weather the storm and jump in when needed and help support me. So it's been pretty awesome. 
That's super cool. I know the yoga thing has been um, really fun. Actually, the first, I know, like you said, people always talk about it and you're like, okay, whatever. Um, but then Ronnie Wright at Women's Leadership, um, that was the first time I had ever actually done, because I have so much ADD, the thought of doing yoga and it's like slow movements and practicing and focus. And my ADD is like, you want me to what? For how long? <laughs> like For how many cookies? Yeah. Like, it's just not... Yep not my um cup of tea I didn't think anyway and then I um I tried it with Ronnie and it was like um it was really good it was the the breathing techniques and I think sometimes we also feel like we're going to be judged but to to take a practice that in a place where you know there is no judgment and we're all kind of there for the same reason and even if you're you know practicing yoga alone I think it is cool that you can be focused and centered and helps your breathing and I love um Ronnie too she says it's like the fountain of youth, like her whole life after 60 thing. I love following her and watching, you know, I would never guess that she is the age that she is because she's got a youthful mind and a youthful spirit. And it's just so much fun. So it's cool to hear you say that too. And kind of, I guess, prompts me to get a little bit more diligent about actually doing that more often, because I do always enjoy it when I do it, but I don't do it enough. Um, And I also love what you said about just preparing for the holidays and getting that stuff done early just because there is such a a rush and there's so much to do the thought that if it's done a little earlier it might be a little bit added on maybe before the event but that when it all gets here you can kind of slow down and just take it all in and stop the rush press pause and kind of just um absorb all of of that that's a really cool concept like I, i guess some of what i love is the christmas rush but you're right i don't think i really really savor the moments and then um, enjoy the, the family and the people and the tastes and the sights and the sounds. So that you've given me a new goal this year. That's, I'm going to get everything done sooner. <laughs> like, uh, you know, you do what you can. Everything, like you said, it's busy, but when you live in busy all the time, all of a sudden you wake up and you're like, what has happened for the last week or month mm-hmm. or whatever that is? And it becomes a little stressful and not very fun. So, and it's funny you mentioned Ronnie. So Ronnie's daughter actually came to work for Snug several years ago and she lived with me um, for a little while and she's awesome. Her name's Devin and she is kind of following in Ronnie's footsteps, um, but also making her own way living up in the Northeast and doing a ton of stuff with yoga and um, kind of trying to inspire some people who are working through some things. So she's pretty cool too. So cool. Yeah. And that's awesome. Kind of breeds awesome, I think, which is, which is really awesome. The other awesome breeds awesome, which is awesome. Okay. Time, <laughs> time for a new adjective, Charity. Um, <laughs> wow. Uh, the other thing I think you said too, which is really interesting is the uh, concept that, you know, you're single and you're kind of able to focus on your career and those things. And um, it's an interesting concept because I know I have kids and I've been talking a lot on my Facebook and Instagram posts lately about being diligent and intentional about the actions that we take and making a roadmap, um, you know, setting a destination and then kind of working backwards through the tasks that'll take you where you want to go. And when I was younger, I didn't put the two and two together. I knew what I thought I wanted, but because I didn't have guides and mentors, I didn't really know how to get there. So the actions that I took completely took me away from the um, path that would have actually led me where I wanted to go, which was like an ambassador to some um, Asian company. And it's like the ambassador to Nike for Japan or something like that. But of course, then I got married and had kids. And so um, it's really interesting because lately I see people like you and um, 
a lot of others, like Jess Ekstrom is another one. She was um, obviously our keynote for WLC last year. And I just see these young, intelligent, empowered women doing these amazing things. And I think sometimes we have, um, I think we all do it. Regard, you know, just whatever goals we have, there's people doing what we want to be doing. And we feel like we're limited and we can't. And I just was talking to Dana Geiger yesterday about this a little bit. Like, I really want these things for myself, but with kids, I can't do that right now. Um, so it's fun to watch and be inspired by the people that can. And then I know like when my kids are grown, I don't, you know, it's like, yes, it's an obligation and yes. And I, it's easy to get depressed sometimes. Like we love our children, but our dreams get put on hold. And so um, I, I'm inspired by people who are single and I know that it's probably not always easy not having, you know, relationships and things like that, but there is that easier component of, you know, you don't have to necessarily plan around other people. And so um, I envy that a little bit, but I also am learning in the last couple of months, especially that um, patience and I'm like, I'm going to be an empty nester at 43. And so that realizing that even older is still young enough to accomplish our dreams. So I definitely, um, it, it, it's cool to hear both sides of the story too and see what you're able to accomplish and then also know that like, hey, my time is coming eventually. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. You know, I think you have to know what's important to you. And when you say something's important, kind of examine that and figure out, is it truly important? Because you can put goals and paths around what's important, but if you're going the wrong way to something that isn't, I guess, where you thought you would be, um, you know, then you find yourself kind of lost. And life has a really funny way of shifting and taking you its own direction, no matter how much you think you have things planned out and how much control you have over it. It is a really funny way of kind of laughing back at you saying, this is what you thought, but this is what you're getting. And just making sure what's important is kind of close to your heart. Good priorities. Yeah. So um, kind of along those lines, I mean, the idea that success doesn't happen by accident, obviously we plan and then things change but um just with the success that you found and I mean obviously we kind of heard a little bit how you got there it was partially just putting yourself out there being open opportunities and then saying yes when you've got them but what advice do you have for somebody that kind of sees you in this um you know power position you're an empowered female you are doing big things what advice do you have for somebody that wants to kind of get from where they are to where you are uh, I would say work hard, <laughs> you know, uh, finding success, whatever that means to you, doesn't usually happen by luck. Um, my North Star and my guiding post is to have integrity and do what's right. It seems like if that's a priority and you're doing your best and you're leading with that, good stuff seems to happen. You know, complain less, don't wallow in self-pity, and um, probably one of the most important things is to surround yourself with good people. You know, you're going to emulate what you're surrounded by. And I think sometimes you need people who can call you out and tell you how to buck up. But uh, my parents had always said, surround yourself with people that are smarter than you, because it's almost like, you know, you get smarter by osmosis. You know, I say that kind of in jest, but um, I guess I try to surround myself with people I enjoy um, and look up to. But I also think that if you don't like the situation you're in, you always have the power to change it. You know, uh, one of my favorite quotes is from the book uh, On the Road. Have you read that? No. By Jack Kerouac. I'll probably botch it, but it's something like, 
I saw that my life was a vast glowing empty page and I could do anything I wanted. And I think just having that is if you don't like the situation you're in, sometimes things suck. Sometimes life hands you lemons, right? But you can make the lemonade. And I think that it's really powerful to know that ultimately as out of control as things can seem, you have a lot of control, whatever that looks like, but just finding the direction you want to go. And um, another thing, I guess, career-wise, Brandon and Snugs invested in a business coach for me several years ago, Coach Bob. And he has been absolutely incredible, just kind of um, helping me navigate, helping me develop some skill sets or what I should look to and figuring out personal life that makes me more excited and happy that, you know, spills into professional life and uh, just how to be better. And so he, he's been pretty awesome. So if you have an opportunity, uh, like I said, I was pretty fortunate that I've had that support from Brandon, but it's been a big, big game changer for me. That's huge finding other people. I think that um, in our social media feeds, sometimes we're like, oh, I don't really hang out with very many people or the people that I hang out with are great in real life, but I still don't understand like why I get depressed or why this. And I realize a lot of times we spend a lot of time, at least I know personally I do, and a lot of people in my circle of influence spend a lot of time on social media. And I always kind of remind them too, who you hang out with isn't always who you hang out with in person. It's the influence that you're getting online as well. So sanitize those feeds and unfollow people that don't empower you, that, um, you know, bring you down, that complain, that um, don't share your uh, mindset, you know, the open mindset. It can be political. It can be, you know, whatever. I follow a ton of fitness people and that's been helping too. So my sphere of influence, you know, obviously working from home, sometimes I'm alone. When I'm out on the road, I'm like, and I get to hang out with like people like you and Danny Rosen and all the rock stars, you know, it's good because I do feel like my game is elevated, especially like Bobby Lee, who have a conversation with him talking about getting smarter by osmosis. Um, I'm like, if I can just learn some of those $10 words that you use, Bobby, I'll be better <laughs> for it. Um, but the mentorship piece of it too, or the life coach or the, you know, business coach, that's, I'm so glad that you said that because that's a huge um, key component. I think that's helped me not having a lot of um, familial influence or, um, people in my life, having a, a coach like that um, is massive. I had a Jamie Amidon. She used to, she's here in Phoenix. Well, now she's in North Carolina, but she has this um, session that she used to do called Decide to Fly. And it was like $600. And um, at the earlier point in my life, you know, $600, I mean, it's a lot of money now, but it was a whole lot of money when you're like in your twenties. And yeah. you're like, I don't know if I should spend this money to have somebody like you know, give me a motivational quote, like, <laughs> what am I doing with this? And one of the biggest things that she said to me, and I think this is, you know, we get these like gems from our life coaches and our mentors. And one of the things that she said to me was, Charity, you need to stop telling yourself stories that no longer serve you. And I fought her mm -hmm. forever. I was like, no, but it's not a story. This is really what happened. And she said, Charity, and she just kept repeating it. Stop telling yourself stories that no longer serve you. That's an excuse. That's a story. Stop telling yourself stories that no longer serve you. And I was like, you know what? Screw you. <laughs> like, you don't even know. <laughs> like, who are you? And I'm like, whatever. And um, finally, it was like six weeks into this class. It, you know, it's like, okay, I was running late. And oh, well, this thing going on in my family. And she's like, it's an excuse, Charity. It's a story. Stop telling it. I'm like, oh, I get it now. Like, just, it's all stories. Like, what we tell ourselves every day about why we can't do something or why we can do something, they're all stories. And when we start telling ourselves the right stories, um, we empower ourselves to take control of the situation. And like you said, I can't leave. I can't make changes. I can't do this. I can't. I can't. I'm like, you can. 
you know, there's certain things that you're going to have to give up to make those choices, but the power and the control and the opportunity is always there. We just have to take it. So um, that she was a big person in my life that helped um, kind of get me there. And then I do some like PSI basic seminars, which is a little bit of baloney, but it's also um, when you go in with the right mindset, super empowering to learn um, what bias your mind is operating with and how you can change that to really um, just make more empowered decisions and actually, you know, choose a path and, you know, be a little bit more diligent about what you're trying to accomplish and actually thinking ahead. So um, thank you for saying that. And for the book recommendation too, I'm going to write that down and order that today because that's, I like books. <laughs> it's a fun little fluffy, um, not really fluffy, but almost like catcher in the rye coming of age has a lot of cuss words. <laughs> but it's kind of funny. <laughs> um, something too, you kind of jogged my brain that I would say too is don't do things because you're looking for recognition. And I feel like being in an age of FOMO and social media and wanting to be liked and um, wanting to make an impact and looking for that reassurance, like you shouldn't be doing volunteer work because you want to get a humanitarian award. Mm -hmm. You should be do, doing volunteer work because it's the right thing to do and it's giving back and it's what you enjoy doing. I see a lot of people these days that look like they're just looking for recognition or the next pat on the back. And I feel like when you're doing good things, that eventually comes and falls in place. And of course, everybody wants to feel good about themselves and see that other people see that. I think it's innate in human beings, but I think it's a really important way as you're figuring out what you want to do and why you're doing it. Don't do it for the trophy and don't do it for the gold star. Find something that's deeper and more meaningful to you. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I completely agree with that. And it's difficult too when you are, you know, it's like a fine line between how do you share what you're doing in a way that gets other people excited and bring them into the story with you without, hey, look at me, see what I'm doing over here. Um, and it's tough. You know, def I definitely agree with you on the, you know, social media. And I think people sometimes even me, it's like, oh, you're putting it all out there, you're attention seeking. I'm like, but I'm really not like my social media feeds are for me. But there mm -hmm. are things where like I see, you know, like promo cares and different things like trying to tell their story for the sake of having others and giving the other people opportunities to also like kind of join in the fun. And I, I think there's a delicate line there. But like you said, doing things with integrity and being authentic um, kind of lends itself to that too. So definitely a, a, a good balance there um, as well. But yeah, um, the other thing too, it's kind of funny because that's one of the things I've always loved about Promo Kitchen. And I don't know a lot of, if a lot of people know this, but um, like Promo Kitchen, for example, 501c3 nonprofit. And people always ask, it's like, well, um, you know, why don't we hear more about who the chefs are and this and that, whatever. And it's a lot of the new chefs coming on are asking this because, you know, it's like, we've never done like a chef of the week or anything. And it's funny because one of the mandates has always been, we're not here to build our personal brands. It's to do better for the good of the whole. And so for the longest time, you know, we were financially supported by a number of suppliers in the industry that actually gave us significant monetary contributions to allow us to have these mixers and events and, um, do the admin and the uh, subscriptions and stuff for the podcast and all the tech work behind that. And they didn't actually want their name um, mm -hmm. shown or displayed anywhere. And that's a huge thing too. I think in the industry, we do so much for, you know, sponsorships, like we're, we'll give sponsorship money because we want our name on, you know, a plaque or a billboard or whatever, but I think forget, we forget sometimes new organizations asking for the help sometimes forget like, what is the actual purpose behind it? And if you're accomplishing the mission, do you really need your name on, 
the banner kind of a thing. So I, I love that you yeah. brought that up. I know you didn't mean it in a sense, like how it relates to promo, but I see that so often we forget about the good that we can do with the resources, whether it be time, talent, or treasure that we're giving to an organization just because we believe in the cause, not because we need the recognition that goes with it. So I, I guess that'd be a reminder mm -hmm. for, for all of us in that space, you know, for that. Um, good stuff. Good stuff. Well, I won't keep you. I know we are, um, coming in on the uh, like 20 30 minute mark now but I do want to ask you one last question um, I know there are a ton of women in this industry and I know you have exposure to probably way more of them than I do just being out on the road but um, who do you consider to be a badass woman of promo and why Oh, geez. Brandon Mackey and I talk about this all the time. It's like the Oscars, right? You start naming people <laughs> and you hurt someone's feelings because they're left out. But, you know, there's always the usual suspects that are forward facing in the industry. You know, I it snugs our CFO, Rennell and our CIO, Rose are absolutely incredible and crucial to the success of our company. And they're people that are kind of you know, they're not always in the spotlight because they're not the people that are traveling and very rarely, unless you see some press release, is there any sexy appeal for a CFO or a CIO position, right? Um, but our whole team, I mean, it, on the sales team, the behind the scenes people, uh, it's snugs. It's like, there's so many people that are just incredible. At PPAI, I've been blessed to get to work with a ton of their staff and you have people like Anne, who has done huge things for the industry um, for advocacy. And unless you're a part of LEAD or GRAC or something like that, she's somebody that might not be on the radar. Tina, who puts together you know, their publications and has an award-winning magazine. Um, somebody else kind of outside of that world that I think is really badass is Michelle Bell. Man, oh, yeah. she's just... She's just good people. She is so smart and so witty. Uh, you know, she's out there, but she's almost like a little diamond, not necessarily in the rough. She gets to shine, you know, in certain times, but she's pretty incredible. And, you know, there's a lot of people out there. I would say, too, I know this is the badass women of promo, but I've been really fortunate to be surrounded by a lot of great men that are doing really big things too so it's great to have a good ecosystem there on both sides of it so totally yeah. agree and michelle bell she is the sweetest most genuine person love her to death um and she is hilarious but because she's not like on facebook like she's only on twitter like we don't you know so you get glimpses of her unless you're at an event you don't really get like the fullness of her personality so i'm glad that you brought michelle up and then you also brought up tina um and everybody that you mentioned um, completely enamored with, and I completely agree, um, well, total badasses. We all have things that just, you know, help us shine. But the one thing I have to say about Tina, um, this is my going in my 20th year in the industry in a couple months. And um, the thing that I, I love about Tina is that for as long as I can remember from the, like the very first day on the job at the very first company I worked for back in, you know, like 2000, um, I've been getting those, uh, emails from her every single day with like the selling mm -hmm. tips and the strategy, like every single day since I started in this industry. 
<laughs> like, and I know she's not always mm-hmm. the one curating them. They come from her email address, but to put that in place and to be that diligent and that consistent, I mean, that is 20 years of wisdom that I've gotten from Tina. Um, and obviously the PBB magazine and all the publications, they do a fantastic job. So I'm glad you brought those two people up. Um, super awesome. And of course you are a badass woman of promo. So um, thanks for taking the time to be here and for all you do. Um, just to represent the industry. It's been uh, really refreshing, I think, to see somebody younger, to see a, a female, to see just all of the fun things that you're doing. And I just think um, PPAI and our industry shines through you. So thank you for being that light and for being a badass and for just being you. Yeah, thanks for thanks for having me on and thanks for all you do, Charity. It's really fun to watch you shine. Oh, thank you. I only shot them cool people like you. Like I just, it's so fun. We have great women's industry. So thanks for being here. Thanks for being part of it. And everybody out there, thanks for listening. I just want to give you a quick reminder that if you have somebody you want to nominate as a badass woman of promo, please jump on to badasswomenofpromo.com and click the nominate button. While you're there, you can also listen to previous episodes, take a look at the blog and read some of the fun things that people have put together. And also stay tuned because, or well, not stay tuned, also check our Instagram account. We're doing a Badass Women of Promo logo redesign contest. That's a lot of words. Um, So get your Corel and your Adobe Illustrator out and get those designs ready. We'd love to see what you have to come up with. So thank you for being the best part of this podcast and we will talk to you guys all again soon. Stay tuned and... uh, keep shining bright.